Welcome to the Table Read Podcast. Okay, we're ready. These episodes are audio recordings of live Zoom table reads of original screenplays and pilot episodes by a talented collection of writers, actors, and directors. Places, everybody. And hosted by Northern Unicorn Films. Roll camera. Rolling. Action. Act 1. The Gang. Exterior Street. Day. Super. Corskin. Mara Zerto, 30s human female, daring thief, careens through crowded streets on a swoop bike with Cabe Tolor, 20s farm boy. Mara grins like a mad fool. I think we may have pissed him off. How can you tell? In pursuit, three Imperial speeder bikes, blasters firing. You can lose them, right? That is the plan. (sighs) Mara presses a button. Her boss, Goleth Tern, human male, 30s, with an excellent head for business, appears as a hologram on the handlebar. Hey, Boots. Hey, Les. So, uh, I may have kicked the Geonosian nest. What did you do? (laughs) I stole something from the imps. So, uh, you know, typical Tuesday. Coming in hot? A little too. Is the relay stopped? As always. I'll try to lose them on the way. Want some interference? Please and thank you. Goleth disappears. Exterior streets continuous. Further ahead, Flint, female Twi'lek, 40s, a quiet veteran of the Clone Wars, and Bug, female Paladuvan, 30s, a diminutive, boisterous mechanic, are on with Goleth. Come on, Leth. That's a second bike this week. You upgraded that one. Bug scoffs as Mara screams past them. We're on it. The first pursuit bike blows by, nearly slamming into a two-seater. Flint and Bug pull out. Crash! Repulsor shields light up. Bug jumps off her bike, enraged. What the fuck are you stupid rough rats doing? This is a busy street, you stupid shit's wrecked my custom bike. Bug continues to rant as they back away from her fury. Mara takes a ramp down. Trooper Jeet Fladnu, 30s, Goofy, taps the driver, Trooper Tess Jaxer, 30s, effervescent, on the shoulder. Uh, we don't want to go down there. Tess pulls the bike to a stop. We don't? We just lost our backup. 
So? So they'll never find our bodies. The commander... Ain't gonna kill us. Demote us, yes. Kick us out, possibly. Yell at us, most definitely. But we'll be alive. Silence. Well? I'm thinking. <sighs> she finally sighs and turns the bike around. Interior, exterior, rundown garage, continuous. The roll-up door closes after Mara, shutting out the dark and fog. The pair dismount. She climbs into a high-end two-seater and pops the boot. Get in! In the trunk? I can't leave you here. Cabe reluctantly complies, and they're <sighs> off. Interior, Golith's office, day. Golith stands at his desk working multiple holoscreens, dressed for business. Looks up as Mara and Cabe enter. What did you steal this time? This is Cabe. Uh, pleasure, Cabe. So, what did you two steal? Golith's face finally registers the connection. Wait, did you steal an entire guy? What? No, maybe. Okay, yes. Well, this is different. No wonder they actually pursued you. So, what were you in for? Uh, something about some plans my parents have, but I have no idea what they are talking about. Mara? She squeezes Gabe's cheeks. He winces. Look at his face. He's like a vulture's pup. Golith rubs his eyes. What did you get us into? I'm trying to organize the next ten races in seven different systems. She releases Cabe's face, and he rubs his jaw. I'm trying to save the galaxy here. By annoying the garrison? She plops into one of the cushy sofas. It's worked so far. Boots, I'm trying not to get us involved in this. To keep us above the noise. She mock pouts. Goleth chuckles and shakes his head. We'll figure it out. Cabe, guest bedrooms through the door in. Seems like you could use a shower. Mara bounces out of the couch, a spring in her step. Thanks, Leth. Where are you headed? A little recon, just to see how fucked we are. Interior, Imperial Garrison, day. Mara sneaks through the ventilation duct to a grate. Below, Commander Jan Crispin, 50s human female, no nonsense, chews out Tess, Jeet, and the other four bike troopers, including a noob trooper who stand at attention. The comms tech at her console fails to ignore the dressing down. How long do you suppose we'll be garnishing your wages to pay Golov Tarn back for his custom bikes? Sir, shut up. That was rhetorical. And you too. You abandoned pursuit of a pair of fugitives because they went to a bad neighborhood? Do I have that right? The pair shift uncomfortably. Cat got your tongue? Sorry, sir. Wasn't sure if that was rhetorical or not. It wasn't. That's correct, sir. We considered our options and didn't want to endanger our equipment, sir. Nice to see that someone was using their bucket holder. Commander, priority call for you. Put it up. The hollow sparks to life. The troopers visibly shrink, but Crispin doesn't bat an eye. Mara's face turns several shades paler. 
apprise me, Commander. These are the bucket heads that let your prisoner escape, Lord Vader. Their excuse? A traffic accident. And these two decided to save resources. I see. No resources should be spared until Talora is found. Yes, my lord. Vader disappears. The troopers let out a breath they didn't know they were holding. That isn't the kind of attention we need at this garrison. Dismissed. The six troopers file out, heads hanging. So, uh, it's way worse when she doesn't yell. Next time, I'm going into the sketchy neighborhood. Interior, Golith's office, day. Cabe enters, freshly showered and changed. Golith focuses on his holographic screens. So, uh, how long have you known Mark? A long time. Are you guys... An item? No. We came up together. Why, are you interested in her? I could put in a good word for you. Could you? Olith drops his smile. No. Cabe's eyes drop. Golith sighs. Listen, kid. Stick to farm girls. Besides, you're not going to be here long enough to get lucky. Cabe <laughs> nods, but doesn't look up. Golith smiles softly and taps a button on his desk. The hollow screens disappear. But for now, it's quitting time. Time to party. Come on. They exit. Exterior. Undercity. Night. Swoop bikers mingle. Overhead lamps dispel the fog and light the Undercity. Golith, dressed in biker leathers, and Cabe enter. And Golith introduces Cabe to Flint and Bug. I owe you thanks. Damn right you do. So easy on the kid, Bug. Welcome to the Screaming Minox. <laughs> it's okay. I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to pay you back. Bug grins. Our pleasure to be the Empire's Peter. Peter? Pain in the ass. <laughs> Dole Chell, male grand, 40s. Sir, Saren Malak, human male, 50s, and Bird Kukiyama, female Bothan, 50s, stroll up. The boots get old to you? Not in the past few hours. What's up? She messaged us a few minutes ago. Needs an emergency meeting. Mara rolls up and dismounts, looking like the weight of multiple worlds is on her shoulders. Everyone heads into the garage. Mara holds the door for Cabe. Come on in. This involves you, too. Interior garage, continuous. <clears throat> Everyone sits in various mismatched chairs, couches, leaning, leaning against walls, etc. Golith passes out drinks and finds himself a seat. You guys, I really stepped in it this time. As opposed to every other time? Chuckles all around except <laughs> Mara and Golith. <laughs> what is it? Who's after him? Vader. The word hangs in the air. Nobody is laughing now. Well, shit. It's nice knowing y'all. Let's uh, not plan funerals just yet. Do they have anything connecting us to Cabe's escape? No, but the garrison's a hornet's nest right now. Dole says something in Gran. Dole's right. 
Kids got to get away from the core. Uh, what about my parents? Where are they? Home. Tatooine. First things first. We need to get you out. Then we'll figure out how to get your parents safe. Guys, I, I never meant to. Uh, oh, shut up. You don't owe an apology for doing the right thing. Yeah, this is on the Empire. General nods and noises of agreement from everyone. Thank you. Cabe sits up suddenly. Why does Goleth call you Boots? The whole group breaks up into laughter, including Mara. When when the Empire first became um, a thing, I decided I wanted to be a thorn in their side. I snuck into the garrison to see what I could steal. I I didn't want any secrets. I just wanted to annoy them, right? So I stole something from every single person in there. Everyone. The following evening, we had a party like this, and I showed off my prize. A load of Imperial left boots. So the name kind of stuck. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. Time for some fun. Various calls of hell yeah and let's go from the crew. They all file out of the garage. Goleth pulls Mara back. Why don't you sit this one out? Okay. Kid, take Mara's swoop. Okay. For what? For the race. Exterior. Undercity. Continuous. Bikes move into position at the starting line. Mara leads Cabe over to her bike as Goleth climbs onto his massive hog. Cabe fires it up, tests the controls, and pulls in next to Goleth. Mara hands him a device from her belt. Repulsor shield. It'll protect you in a crash, but I probably wouldn't fight a Sith with it. Caleb puts it on his belt and activates it. Goleth stands up on his bike. The crowd quiets. First person to make it to the spire wins. We're not trying to kill each other here, but wrecking your opponent's bikes will give Bug some job security. The crowd chuckles. Bug pumps her fist in the air, eliciting more laughs. Nobody rides over the lake either, or you're paying for the tow. Let's have fun. Boots, if you please. Mara punches buttons, and a holographic racing Christmas tree lights up. A final button, and the first red light illuminates. Goleth sits. Riders rev their engines, lights count down, the green light ignites, and they're off! Cabe takes off like a grinning rocket, Gola slightly behind him, Bug and Flint are in the lead. Mara sips her drink and watches. Cabe passes several other riders, he's loving every minute of it when Goleth pulls alongside. Hi there! Goleth swerves into Cabe and their bikes slam together. Shields light up. Cabe grins and slams into Goleth. Goleth retaliates and their bikes lock. The pair exchange worried expressions. They try to disentangle the bikes. To no avail. Okay, kid. You've got to trust me. What do I do? I'll break. You gun it for a split second. We should spin, then come apart. Soon as we do, gun it again to straighten out or you're going to crash. Got it? We'll find out. On three. One. On the left, supports for the city above dot a massive, massive lake. Ahead, a curve to the left and then straight toward the spire. Two. Cabe glances nervously towards the lake. Three! Goleth cuts his engines while Cabe floors it, and they spin out of control. 360 
ish degrees later, they break apart. Goleth floors it. Cabe guns his a split second too soon and takes off across the lake. Ah, damn it. Cabe's bike slows, stalling out over the water. Goleth sees it and shakes his head. Please let this work. Cabe slams his right foot down on the booster pedal and the bike screams across the lake, a rooster tail behind it. Oh, wait, no, that's Cabe screaming. He swerves, narrowly avoiding pillars, and aims in the vicinity of the spire. Cabe hits a natural ramp near the road and the turbo dies. His speed carries him over the embankment and back onto the track. He fishtails and then puts the spurs to it. He glances back at Flint and Bug, their mouths agape. Zoom over the finish line, flanked by cheering swoopers. He stops well past the finish line as the other racers cross. Goleth rolls up last and dismounts, frowning. That was... He breaks into an ear-to-ear grin. Fucking awesome! Goleth grabs Cabe and noogies him. Racers slap him on the back. Cabe's grin splits his face. In the crowd, a pair of young women, Zabrick and Human, and a Bothan male eye him like a rare steak. Oh, I was wrong, kid. About... <laughs> Looks like you're gonna get lucky after all. Be your natural self. They'll dig the naivete. Party music blasts, and Goleth jogs back toward the finish line. Mara rides up on the back of another bike. She dismounts and hugs Goleth. That looked pretty dicey there. Yeah, my little trick worked. Came up with it on the fly. You're unbelievable, you know that? They watch the three bikers saunter up to Cabe and offer him a beer. Cabe smiles and takes a swig. They lead him inside the base of the spire. He's going to have a night to remember. (laughs) An ungodly hangover, more like it. It'll totally be worth it. Interior, Goleth's office. Morning. Mara enters. Goleth works his screens. How's our boy? Parting, but functional. I'm working on finding him a ride. What about his parents? Working on that, too. Problem is, all my swoop haulers are completely above board, and I'm not trying to compromise them. Independent contractors? Plenty of captains to choose from in that regard. Just got to find one that won't squeal as soon as the Empire hails them on the comms. It is possible that I know a guy. Can't hurt. I'm coming up empty. Interior, Coruscant Bar, day. <clears throat> Mara enters and makes eye contact with Captain Marto Kellum, human male, 40s, arrogant with a sturdy helping of charm, who sits at a table alone. They nod to each other as she bellies up to the bar. A protocol droid, C0RY, ambles over. What'll it be? Jedi mind trick? Corey waves his hand in front of her face. I'm not the droid you're looking for. Mara barely cracks a smile. Tough crowd. One JMT coming up. Corey hands the drink to Mara. She takes a sip, gives it an appreciative look, and moves to Kellum's table. All right. Captain Kellum, when did you get in? An hour ago. It looks like we're grounded. Almost everyone is. Planet Bolo for someone. 
I hear you were in a little tussle with the Rebellion a while back. Oh, I hadn't heard about that. Oh, so the complete dust-up at Corellia wasn't you? Okay, yes. But the way the Holovids tell it isn't what happened. You tell. Interior, Kellum's ship, Day. Bail Organa, Tira, and Kellum's first mate lip-sync their lines while Kellum narrates. Okay, so I get this gig to transport a VIP named Organa to meet this greet-and-greet, right? And he's kind of an okay guy. Yo, yo, Cap, your boat's banging! And he says to me, but then this assistant was this little chick named Tyson or whoever. She, she was okay looking, but I could tell she was really into me. You're like stupid hot, she tells me. Back to the bar. Mara stares glassy-eyed at Kellum's BS. Back to Kellum's ship. You hear my eyes rolling, right? Anyway, I'm like, thanks, but I'm not trying to be all up in that. But she won't leave me alone. She keeps coming at me like, let's go back to the captain's cabin. I'll climb that mast. And I'm like, nah, girl, this mast is tall. You could hurt yourself falling off. So we get to the drop with all, all up on me. And Organa says, wait up, homie. I just got this mega important meetup right now. Then we all out. So I'm like, cool. Long as I get them creds, yo. And he's like, we good for it. So he jets, leaving me with this girl. So she's like, I'm going to go to your cabin and slip into something more naked. And I'm like, whoa, girl, pump the retros. You and me ain't me like that. But she leaves and puts on an extra swing in her backyard and makes sure I see it. So later I go into my cabin to grab a fresh outfit and she's on top of me like that, grinding all over me, nothing but her drawers. So she pushes, pushes me down the bed, climbs on top and she's like, I'm finna rock your galaxy, boy. And I'm just like, mm, whatevs, girl. But just as she's getting all worked up, my first mate busts in like, yo, Cap, the poodoo just hit the fan. We gotta be out here. So I jump up, scrape the girl off of me, and Organa is already in the cop cockpit. So I'm like, the fuck you do? And he's like, yo, homie, Palpatine's like crazy mad at us right now. Can we just slide on out? And I'm like, whatevs, home. And we jet out there as shit starts exploding around us. And I drop them at an undisclosed location. Like, peace out, yo. And Organa's like, deuces. And my girl's like. Interior, Corscant Bar. Day. Back at Kellum's table. Okay. I heard what was true. Except... Back to interior Kellum's ship. Mara has fun with lip sync. When my girl met you, you were like, Yo, baby, I'm the captain. Wanna climb my mast? And she was like, Ugh, slack off. Back to interior bar. That was the extent of your conversation with her. Mara sips her drink like it's tea. Well, you weren't there. And I didn't ask her if she wanted to climb a mast. I would never use such a barbaric pickup line. I'm kidding. But you know Gray is my best friend, right? Kellum fills an embarrassed silence by slurping his drink. Your imaginary sexcapades, notwithstanding, she told me about Corellia. Now, I have a job for you. Transport. One way, a handful of swoop bikes and a passenger, and permits. And a fat credit account. Kellum leans forward, all ears. How fat? You know who I work for now. Kellum smiles greedily and leans back in his seat. Act 2. The Garrison. Interior, Barracks, Day. Commander Crispin sits at a conference table with Lieutenant Lass Witten, 40s human male, by-the-book officer, 
along with Jaxer and Fladnu. All right, we need Tolor alive. Let's find him. Three nods as all get up from the table. Jaxer and Fladnu don their buckets and head out. Witten lingers. Think this will work? Look, Lieutenant, we know the rebels are helping him. If we pull this off successfully, we'll have a plan in place for future escapees. And Lord Vader will be happy. That's, That's the, the Im- important part. That's the important part. Interior, barracks, day. Witten holds a small hollow. He makes eye contact with each of his troops. We're doing this discreetly. Do not engage. This is a serial murderer, people. Find him, tail him, and stay on the secure channel. We'll take him together. Are we clear? Yes, sir. A protocol droid enters, pushing an anti-grav cart. It's loaded with fancy new rifles and sidearms. We have some new toys, ladies and gentlemen. Now these are stun weapons. They shoot a small disc that uh, latches onto the skin of the target and um, shocks them. After a subject is subdued, we can hit them again. He holds up one of the discs and a small remote on which he pushes a button. Load up, head out. The troopers arm themselves. Witten assigns each pair their patrol area. He approaches Tess and Jeet last. You two are near the spaceport. Yes, sir. We need him alive at all costs. Understood, sir. Good. Get going. Tess and Jeet get into a lift and the doors close. They reopen onto interior motor pool continuous. Supply officer hands them each a set of keys. They mount a pair of civilian speeder bikes and pull out into the late morning sun. Exterior marketplace day. They park. Tess slips her hand into Jeet's. He looks around nervously. Well, I, I thought we were supposed to be on the DL. Relax. We're undercover, remember? Oh, right. They walk around the marketplace holding hands, acting like any other couple out for a stroll. All units report in. Comms traffic pops as everyone reports their position. Nobody has seen the target so far. Marketplace is clear so far. Copy all units. Suddenly Jeet grabs Tess and pulls into her passionate kiss. Her knees buckle. Wow, that was, uh... Sorry, the target walked right past us. Tess glances to her right. Sure enough, there stroll Cabe, Goleth, and Morrow. Walking slightly behind them is Vrax Tenille, human male, 20s, full of scars and bad attitude. Okay, but that was... wow. Yeah, I kind of wanted our first kiss to be a little more special. We're undercover, staking out a dangerous felon. How much more special do you want? Fair point. Uh, new here, target sighted. Copy. Maintain surveillance. All units converge. Discreetly. All units roger up. Tess and Jeet continue their stroll. Hey, uh, you know how Vader likes his toast? Tess sighs, guessing what's coming. No, how does he like his toast? A little on the dark side. Tess groans. Cabe's group mills their way across an open area filled with shoppers toward the spaceport. 
You're almost home free, kid. Tess and Jeet spot their compatriots. Everyone moves into position. When the rebels reach the middle of the open square, Witten springs the trap. This is Lieutenant Laz Witten of the Imperial Garrison. I order you to stand down. Witten and the six troopers draw weapons and surround Cabe and Vrax. Goleth and Mara slip out. Mara turns back for Cabe, but Goleth grabs her arm and forces her to keep walking. Oh, we lost. Keep moving or we'll lose much more. We can't just leave him. We don't have a choice. They hide in the crowd, which has made a circle outside the imps. Cabe slowly puts his hands over his head. Vrax is a cobra about to strike. Don't even think about it. Too late. He already thought about it. Vrax pulls a vibroblade and lunges for Witten. Seven tiny stun discs light him up. He drops, and the knife spins away. Witten nods to Jeet, who holsters his weapon and approaches Cabe. You can lower your hands. Uh, are you all right, sir? Uh, I'm... Yeah. Yes, I'm fine. As a duly appointed representative of the Empire, it is my duty to apologize for involving you in this operation and to thank you for your cooperation in this matter. Here, uh, this should cover any inconvenience. He hands Cabe a credit stick. Cabe's eyes grow wide as he sees the number on the readout. 10,000 credits. You have yourself a nice day, sir. Cabe makes his escape, exhaling a breath he'd been holding for 30 years. Jeet smiles knowingly after him. The troops place cuffs on Vrax. Good work, people. Debrief at the garrison in 30. Exterior, spaceport continuous. Cabe catches up with Mara and Goleth and they head toward the spaceport entrance. What in the hell just happened? Just go with it. I think I need to change my pants. I think we all do, kid. Interior, <laughs> garrison, day, super, 30 minutes later. Witten and Crispin stand in the barracks with their team. This is exactly the kind of surgical precision we trained you for. Look for more operations just like this in the future. You all made me proud today, but speak nothing of this. From now on, all operations are classified. Fladnu, Jaxer, that was excellent. Uh, undercover work. They hold their faces, but redness creeps into their cheeks. Thank you, sir. Could we let them off the hook? Go ahead. Look, we... We know about your little budding romance. It's fine. You make a great team. Just don't let it affect your work. Redness deepens. N no, sir. Uh, we won't. You're all dismissed. The barracks fill with hoops and hollers. Interior, holding cells continuous. Witten and Crispin march down to the only occupied cell. Vrax sits on the bed. He looks up as they approach. Uh, hello? Uh, where am I? And who am I? A little amnesia, huh? I think so. Your name is Cabe Tolor. Does that ring any bells? N no? Where am I? You're on Coruscant. 
a long way from home on Tatooine. You remember Tatooine? Your parents? Moisture farm? Anything? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that seems familiar. Am I in some kind of trouble? I'm afraid you are, young man. Lord Vader is coming to take custody of you. Uh, oh, um, what did I do? I don't honestly know, Cape. Just that we were asked by Lord Vader to round you up. We'll have to take that up with him. Crispin and Witten walk away. Vrax cries. <laughs> Please don't go. Please don't give me to him. Act three, the gunship. <clears throat> Interior, spaceport, day. Cabe, Mara, and Golith saunter up to the Black Dragon. She bristles with weaponry. The Black Hull sports a painted gray skull. Kellum waves as they approach. Why, Mara, you look lovely today. And am I to assume this is the famed Golith Taren? The same. The two men shake hands. A pleasure. And this is my passenger? Paul Kaber. Right. You actually used an anagram for his a- alias? <laughs> Amateurs. Well, the next time you come up with the alias. What do you mean next time? Ooh, next time? So will you be needing my services repeatedly? My retainer is rather <clears throat> hefty, but well worth it. Mara looks at Goleth, who does not look pleased. We'll discuss that later. Yes, we will. At length. Well, welcome aboard the Black Dragon, Toll. Kella makes air quotes when he says Toll. Hey, Mara. Take care of him. Kellum turns toward her. <laughs> as if he were my own babe. He winks as the last of the cargo is loaded and turns to Cabe. Follow me, young Toll. Allow me to introduce you to the crew. Gray, 40s female to Gruta, and Kellum's first mate, a quiet, pensive figure, approaches. Captain, we're stowing the last of the cargo now. I'm ready when you are. She smiles at Mara. Hey, you. Hey, girly. How's you? The two women hug. You know, keeping the captain out of the Sarlacc pit. And she's very good at it. We'll be underway shortly. This is Cabe. He is to be treated as an honored guest and stuffed in a vent shaft if the Empire shows. That's a mixed message. Pleasure to meet you, Cabe. See you, Chica. Sorry we can't visit. She leads Cabe up the boarding ramp. Next time, we'll get shit-faced. You're buying. Bye. She exits... Followed by Kellum and Cabe. Interior, Black Dragon continuous. Kellum and Cabe enter behind Gray. Grace exits to do first mate stuff, while Kellum leads Cabe deeper into the dingy, dingy ship. They arrive at a nondescript door, which Kellum opens onto the lap of luxury. I trust this stateroom will suffice? Cabe uh, gawks. Oh, yeah, th- this is nice. Did you have any luggage? You look like you slept in those clothes. Slept isn't really the right word. I've only got what I have on. Very well. I'll have some ship's uniforms brought down. They'll help you blend in, at least. A comms unit on the bulkhead squawks. Captain, we're ready to shove off, and we have clearance. Kellum presses a lever on the unit. On my way. 
Care to join me? Then we'll have introductions. Cabe follows Kellum to the bridge. Grace sits at the weapons console and Corey punches buttons on the helm. A Jawa, Bob, crotchety engineer, sits at the navigation console. Take us out if you please, Corey. Aye, Captain. Corey punches buttons and manipulates levers. The ship lifts off smoothly, eases out the door, and blasts into the sky. Everyone, this is Cabe. Cabe, you've already met Gray, my first mate. The droid is Corey. Only bartender I've ever had. I may have mentioned I'm also a pilot, Captain. Uh, perhaps a time or two hundred? The fine gentleman in the nav chair is Bob. Bob beatboxes a greeting in Jawa. We can't pronounce his actual name, but he is amenable enough to answer to Bob. The aft door opens, and Chon Rolf, 50's enormous human male covered in facial scars, enters. He's a man who abhors violence, but is so very, very good at it. Perfect timing. This is our master-at-arms, Chon. He's a badass. Don't piss him off. Chon grunts. Don't listen to him, Cave. Chan is a cuddly Ewok. The cuddliest. Don't let his fuzzy exterior fool you. Beneath it lies the tender heart of a warlord. Ab asks something in Jawa. Lay in the course for Tatooine. John, would you be so kind as to escort Cave to the cargo bay and get him some new, new, new uniforms? Sure thing, Captain. Chan exits with Cave in tow. Interior, ship, continuous. Cabe struggles to keep up with Chan. You have questions? Fire away. Is, is Gray sick? Gray is something else. She'd be the better person to explain. Chan continues down the passageway. Okay, how does the captain understand Bob? Mystery to me as well. Most of the time... I either rely on Corey to translate, or just use gestures. Uh, can I ask about your uh, scar? You can ask. Okay. How did you get it? A Sith lightsaber got too close. I relieved him of it and put it through his skull. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what did, what did Corey mean when he said you have a tender heart of a warlord? I don't start fights, but I finish them. Oh. Chan pauses at a cross passageway. He turns right and heads down a ladder into the interior cargo bay, continuous. Chan rifles through a locker and pulls out three sets of coveralls. He hands them to Cabe. Here, kid. These will keep you unnaked. Just drop your dirties in the laundry chute, and the droids will take care of the rest. Interior, Cabe's stateroom, night. Cabe, fresh as a baby's bottom, jostles awake as the ship drops out of hyperspace. He reluctantly rolls out of bed and dresses in his new coveralls, then heads to the interior bridge, continuous. A star destroyer fills the view screen as it hovers over Tatooine. Cabe freezes in place at the hatchway. Kellum talks with an Imperial colonel on comms. Mercenary ship Black Dragon, you will submit to scans or be vaporized. Is that clear? This is Captain Callum of the Black Dragon. Feel free to scan us. May I ask what it is you're looking for? 
We are searching for a rebel fugitive. The colonel pauses as a Corellian frigate drops out of hyperspace. The massive Imperial ship turns to pursue it. Today's your lucky day, dragon. We found our target. Carry on. As the dragon drops to the surface, the Star Destroyer's weapons light up the rear of the frigate. Exterior, Moss Espa, night. Kay bleeds Gray and Chan through the dusty streets. Chan's head is on a swivel. Cabe stops in front of a door. Gray closes her eyes and holds her hand out. She opens her eyes after a few moments. I'm not sensing anyone in there. They enter. The house has been tossed. Cabe picks his way through the carnage to a holonet panel. He activates it, and a hollow of Jaff Tolor, 50s human male, appears. Hi, Dad. How long was he in the military? Cabe stares at Chan, baffled. Hey, if you're seeing this, your seven sisters are dead. We've gone into hiding, but I can't tell you one single thing about where we went. I only have two other things I can tell you. One, I recorded this message in case you've eluded your five captors. Also, it's been too long since we've seen you and we're worried sick. What has it been? Three months and six days? I hope you escape. And may the force be with you. The message cuts off. That, that doesn't make any sense. What doesn't? I don't have any sisters. And I was captured by a single bounty hunter. And it's, it's only been a week. Coordinates. Say what? The numbers. They're coordinates. Seven, one, two. One, five, three, six. That's Alderaan. Looks like your dad left us a clue. Do you know anyone on Alderaan, Kay? Uh, my, my aunt lives there. Exterior, Moss Espa continuous. Cabe exits his house and slams directly into the face of a dewback. The critter roars and rears, knocking Chan down. Cabe puts up his hand. Easy, girl. Easy, easy. Shh, it was an accident. You're okay. The creature calms. She drops back down and nuzzles Cabe. Gray takes notice. The dewback licks Chan's face in an apology as Cabe helps him up. Aw, <laughs> oh, you have a new girlfriend. She's prettier than my last one. Gray smacks Chan in the back of his head. I'm your last girlfriend, jerk. Not bad, kid. Thanks. Yeah, not bad. Come on, let's go. Interior, Cabe stateroom, night. Cabe lounges as the doorbell chimes. Come in. The door opens on Gray, who enters. Hi, Cabe. You have a minute. Sure. What's up? I wanted to talk about what happened with the dewback. Okay. What about it? Have you always been good with animals? Yeah, my whole life. Comes with growing up on a farm, I guess. You ever feel like you know what they're thinking? It's pretty easy to read them, actually. <laughs> it might be more than that. Would you mind trying something with me? 
okay, what do you need me to do? Sit cross-legged on the floor. He complies as she takes a piece of fruit from a bowl. He sits cross-legged facing him. Okay, now what? She closes her eyes and releases the apple. It hovers a few inches above her hand. Take the apple. He reaches out a hand, but she stops him. Don't take it with your hand. Take it with your mind. He mimics her straight posture, hands on his knees, and closes his eyes. Suddenly the apple cannonballs towards him. He catches it, surprise, on his face. I felt it right in my head, like I feel it in my hand right now. As I suspect, you're force sensitive. If you like, I can show you a few things. Yeah, yes, please, please. Does this make me the chosen one? (sighs) You've been watching too many tropey holovids, Kate. Are you a Sith or a Jedi? Neither. I was a Jedi, but I felt that our paths weren't the same. What are you then? I don't know what to call myself, but I can answer questions. I, I thought the dark side seduces people, like it's alive. <laughs> no, power seduces people. There's no dark side or light side. The force simply is. It's energy, like electricity. Electricity can heat a home or electrocute a person. And the Sith are seduced by power? Everyone makes choices. Power, including the force, can be used to help people or hurt people based on your choices. The Force has no choice. It maintains equilibrium. And you're not seduced by power. (laughs) Oh, believe me, it's a daily struggle. You've no idea how many drunk idiots like to play grab ass. You don't force choke them? As tempting as it is, no. I rely on my other skills. Consider that your first training session. I'll let you process this, then we'll continue later. Exterior, space, day. Super, Alderaan. The black dragon drops out of hyperspace and arrows for the planet's surface. Alderaan spaceport, day. Cabe, Chan, and Kellum disembark the ship. Cabe leads them out of the spaceport and along exterior Alderaan streets, continuous. They weave through the labyrinthian streets to a luxury apartment complex. Cabe presses a door chime. It is answered by Sora Het, 60s female human, Cabe's wealthy and sophisticated widowed aunt, a retired appliance engineer. Hi, uh. Sora puts her finger to her lips. Can I help you, young man? She looks at him expectantly and winks. Cabe's eyebrows raise in confusion. Yes, ma'am. My name is Tol Colbert, and we have a work order in order to check your disposal. Oh, yes, young man. Please do come in. My, but you arrived quickly. Kellum takes Sora's hand and kisses her knuckle like a gentleman. 
Chan gives her a two-fingered, jaunty salute. Hmm. It is an absolute pleasure, my lady. Oh, you are Thomas, sir. Ma'am. Helm smiles and Sora nods to Chan. Can I offer you anything? Tea? Refreshments? All three decline politely. Thank you. The disposal's right there. Would you excuse me a moment? It's time for my medicine. She exits, then returns a few moments later. She hands a data chip to Cabe. Well, the disposal seems to be working fine now, ma'am. We can't find anything wrong with it. No, Pish. Probably just me. I'm afraid I have no head for these sort of things. Cabe audibly snores. Thank you all the same. Might I give you a hug, young man? I know a foolish old woman's request, but I get so few visitors. Cabe hugs his aunt. Please be careful, nephew. You too. Sora gives him a last squeeze, then points them to the door. Interior, Black Dragon, day. Kellum hits the talk lever on the comm box. Ray, we're aboard. Weigh anchor. He releases the lever and the ship takes off smoothly. Cabe, your aunt is a crafty old fox. My kind of people. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty awesome. I just, I hope we haven't put her in danger. <laughs> I think if the Empire comes after her, she won't be the one in danger. Yes, she pulls off the doddering old woman act a little too well. Act? Who do you think my aunt is? Uh, the question, my dear Cabe, is who do you think she is? Listen, kid, I hate to break it to you, but you might not know your family as well as you think. Helen and Chan leave Cabe standing stunned in the passageway. Interior bridge, continuous. Kellum enters and takes his seat. Corey maneuvers the ship into space and spins up the hyperdrive. An alarm blares. What have we got? An alarm, Captain. If lasers could shoot out of Kellum's eyes, they would. Unknown, Captain. It looks like a moon, but it's moving under its own power toward Alderaan. Imperial? One would assume. Uh, make sure we steer clear. Aye, Captain. Exterior, space, continuous. The Black Dragon slips around to the far side of Alderaan and booms into hyperspace. Interior bridge, night. The dragon drops above Yavin 4. Cabe raises his eyebrows. You're sure they're here? Bob beatboxes. He says these are coordinates in that data chip Sora gave us. Suddenly, the ship rocks. A pair of X-Wings passed over the dragon, strafing it with blaster fire. We are taking fire, Captain. Yes, thank you. I see that, Corey. Simply trying to help, Captain. The two fighters turn for another go-round. Shields? Holding at 98%. Open comms. Gray rapidly punches buttons. The rebels open fire. This is the gunship Black Dragon. Why are we under attack? We are under orders to fire on any attacking vessel. You clearly see I'm not attacking. The barrage stops. State your business. Kellum waves Cabe forward. This is Cabe Toller. He is a fugitive from the Empire. We are here looking for his parents. Toller, stand by. 
silence for many seconds. Black Dragon, we will escort you to the surface. Any deviation from my course and you will be vaporized. Understood. Following your lead. Interior, Rebel Base, night. Cabe waits alone in an interrogation room. Handcuffs lock him to the only chair. Two Rebel guards enter, followed by Jaff in a Rebel General's uniform. Cabe's face lights up and Jaff grins ear to ear. Hello, son. Get these cuffs off him. I want to hug my boy. The guards hurry to comply, then exit. Jaff and Cabe embrace. It is so good to see you, but there's a lot going on and only a short time to fill you in. We need to get you to your ship. Get to your ship. It's not mine. And, and the captain and the crew are being held and... They're already released. Let's go. The pair exit. Interior, Black Dragon Bridge, night. Kellum paces, an angry look on his face. Gray meditates at her console. Corey taps a finger on his. Bob snores in the nav chair. Cabe and Jaff enter. What the hell is going on? Why am I not allowed to leave? You were waiting for us. No, absolutely not. I was hired to get Cabe to his parents. You're here, so I'm dropping him off. Jaff pulls a cred stick from his pocket. Will this change your mind? Kellum snatches the cred stick out of Jaff's hand. <clears throat> then he looks at it, and his eyes widen. His mouth works, but no sound comes out for several seconds. It, it, is, is, is this for real? Consider it a retainer. The Rebel Alliance needs you. Kellum's grim spl grin splits his face. He bows with a flourish. Consider the Black Dragon and her crew at your service, General. Good. Get us underway, and I'll explain everything. Bob queries in Jawa. Our destination? For now, just get us away from Yavin. Exterior, space, night. The dragon cuts through hyperspace with a purpose. Interior bridge, continuous. Jaff stands in the middle of the bridge. Abe, I doubt you remember this, but I was once a Republic general. You were only two when I retired and we moved to Tatooine. I thought I'd left that, that life behind me. Didn't you ever tell me? Well, back then I could see the writing on the wall. The military resources were being used to quell things like civilian protests. I held on for retirement. When we moved, I hid every bit of my former life. I never dreamed the Empire would find us in the Outer Rim. Okay, but where's Mom? I'm getting to that. When you were taken, I knew we had to move quickly. I left a, a few clues for you to follow, and your mom and I separated. We figured if they killed or captured one of us, they wouldn't get the other. I dropped off the data chip with Sora. Why her? Because she was a Republic spy back in the day. You're muted, Sean. Called it. Then I came to Yavin to help the rebels. Now we face a new threat. The Empire's built a weapon that can destroy a planet. They call it the Death Star. They tested it on full power on Alderaan a few days ago. By the gods. We were just there. Did you see anything? That moon. 
Abe's face falls. Aunt Sora. Oh, I wouldn't count your aunt out yet. She's a crafty old bird. Called it! Your mom found a place that's hell and gone away from the Empire. Yavin's about to have a visit from this Death Star. We got a hold of the plans and found a weakness a designer intentionally left in. We're hoping to exploit it. What if they fail? I'm taking a copy of the plans to our secondary base, and we're going to start training new recruits for the Rebellion, which you and your friends on Coruscant will supply. So you'll have us run slaves to your cause? Fight the Empire or be killed by them? Gods, no. You'll be saving people's lives and bringing them to us. We'll try to convince them to be trained and fight with us. Abe steps up next to Kellum. And if they refuse? Then we'll set them up with new identities, papers, and passage wherever they want to go. Huh. Seems like a good plan. But how are you fa- financing all of this? Jeff claps Kellum on the shoulder. We don't have unlimited resources, true. But the Empire does. And we have slicers. Just one question, then. Yes? Where are we headed? Jeff smiles enigmatically. Epilogue. Interior, Goleth Tarn's office, day. Goleth taps away on his screens. Mara lounges on a couch. The door chime sounds. Come in. The door opens, revealing Crispin and Witten. Goleth and Mara exchange a worried glance. The two Imperials step into the office and gaze at the two rebels. Good morning, Mr. Tarn. Ms. Zerto. My name is Commander Jan Crispin, and I'm here to talk about Cave Tolor. The door closes.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Table Read Podcast. Find out how to submit a script, join the cast, or register to attend the next live Zoom Table Read at northernunicornfilmsltd.com.